don't be afraid to try things and then celebrate the learning. Ideally, everything works, but it usually doesn't. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, I'm welcoming the show Alex McIntosh from Thrive Natural Care. Alex, welcome to the show. Chase, thanks for having me on. It's good to be with you. Oh, I'm excited. So for those that are unaware of the brand, can you quickly talk about the types of products that you guys are bringing to market? Yeah. So my company, Thrive Natural Care, sells skincare products. Um, the the way I usually frame it for people, Chase, is um, Thrive Regenerates Your Skin, Our Planet, and Local Farmer Communities. It's a, a very, very unusual business model that makes uh, very unusual skincare products for men and women. Uh, what we're most known for is sun care. Awesome. Awesome. So... Take me back in time. When did you, you know, was it the you were passionate about the cause before the product, or were, did you have an idea for the product that led to being passionate about the cause? Like, what started this? Yeah, uh, there are two seeds uh, that that uh, produced the fruit here that became Thrive. Um, one is the more typical entrepreneurs. Um, there was something I wanted to buy that didn't exist, and I'll talk about that. And then the second one is um, sort of my heart passion project, um, and it was uh, creating a business model that I really thought um, would be a, a useful business model and something that the world would need. What ended up being really cool is the second thing ended up really helping the first thing. And I did not know the connection between those two until we got really deep into it. And so that'll be kind of fun for us to unpack. But the two, the two seeds, the, the first seed is um, I'm half Scottish, half Norwegian. I have really sensitive skin from the time I was a little kid. Anytime I got like any lotion or uh, sunscreen or when I started shaving, when I got into my teens, um, my skin would just get super irritated, very red, very blotchy, lots of um, irritation and, and kind of burning. And it was made a lot worse by most of the conventional synthetic products. The problem was when I got older and I learned about natural products, um, they didn't all work very well um, or as well as for some of the specific things that like say um, sunscreen is is the, the more synthetic products. Um, and the ones that did work were really, really expensive. So I saw a gap for basically creating truly healthy products that worked much better, particularly for people that were very active, um, had sensitive skin, and uh, went through degrees of stress. So for any of your listeners who are, you know, already building or thinking about building or raising families or, or just stressed at their job, um, I wanted to make products for people like that. That was no trade-off between healthy and effective. Um, so that was one thread, one, one seed. And then the other one is, um, I, I like to joke and say that I'm a, a tree hugger who believes in capitalism. Um, and by that, I mean, um, I've been really fortunate to work on some pretty ambitious and visionary uh, product projects with some really interesting organizations like the Nature Conservancy. And um, I'm really passionate about uh, leaving the planet 
um, better off for our kids and grandkids than we had it. But I believe that business is an amazing engine to do that. And um, just because something is green doesn't mean people are going to want it or need it. It needs to solve a problem. And so the second um, seed really grew out of my time as an executive at Nestle, uh, where I was um, working on some pretty amazing stuff I was building out. And I um, became really obsessed with this idea of regenerative uh, back in the early 2000s. And I ended up leaving Nestle to start this company called Thrive Natural Care. And it's basically the combination of these two things. And I can share really Thrive's business model in a minute. But that was the, the inspiration was basically a product that I wanted to buy for sensitive skin that was healthy, but worked better than conventional products. And then this really strong desire to have not just a greener or more sustainable business, but something that would truly leave places better off, leave people better off. And this is the idea of a regenerative business. And so those two things came together during an amazing family trip in Costa Rica, which is where Thrive was uh, born. That's amazing. So you've got uh, an idea for the types of products and you've got some, you know, you've got the social impact element that you want to bring to it as well. Yeah. What's next? Did you do any ideating on the actual products that you were going to sell? Did you do any market testing? Like, you know, I'm sure there's a bunch of listeners out there that have a bunch of ideas. How did you know, like, this is the right thing to do? I'm going to put my energy here. Yeah. So the real honest answer is I, I actually did some smart things. But if I think back on it, I think it was really a justification for something I really wanted to do. If I'm, if I'm being really honest about it. So I had access when I was at Nestle and I have a lot of friends that were in finance and stuff and, you know, they could get me all kinds of reports on this market's growing, this market stinks. And here's, you know, what's coming up and here's the latest on that. And I had all of that stuff and it was really good. But I think in my head, I had become really, and, and you know, I'm a fairly rational guy. So I say this with a bit of a smile that is, I think back and I'm being really honest. I think I really believed that creating a skincare line for women and men uh, that was based on this regenerative model, and I'll talk about why that's relevant to skincare because it's sort of an odd sounding thing, but, but creating products with this model, I thought was a really interesting and differentiated idea and I thought would do well. Um, and so I did a ton of research. Um, I uh, started um, sketching out how this would work. I actually trademarked um, back in like 2012, um, the, the brand name of Thrive uh, for skincare. And so there was a bunch of stuff that I did to set it up. And then the really fun part was um, going back down to Costa Rica, but on a business trip, a series of business trips to start recruiting team members, uh, to start finding the farmers that would grow our products and stuff. And um, there's a concept that we can talk about that, that I have really um, tried to meld into my company called the mini piloto. And it's a shorthand way it, in the translation literally means like small pilot. Um, but it's sort of how we think about trying new things, how we think about risk, how we think about scaling. And um, I'll talk about that in, in a second, because it's sort of the a great example of how we built the business up. But essentially, the model is this. The model is to go to places that have um, really interesting natural resources. So in this case, Costa Rica has one of the highest biodiversity indexes in the world. Identify from a really long list of thousands of plants, the plants that would have really unique abilities to do something for your skin, for, um, for a woman's skin, for my skin, uh, that would replace 
a conventional synthetic equivalent. So the idea was to basically take something that was synthetic that probably did a good job at whatever it needed to do, but had some 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 side effects, some irritation or things it would cause, like I was experiencing, and replace that with one of these plants. And then what we do is from this long list of plants, we chose three. We commercialize them by going to farmers in Costa Rica and working with them to replant their farms with these native plants and then to grow them in a special way that would really turbocharge the potency and purity of the plant leaves oils. So the things that we would take from the plants when we harvested the plants and we distill them, the way we grow them makes them much more potent and pure for the skin. And so what we've got are these three new to market plants. No other skincare company in the world has them. We grow them in a special way. It turbocharges the potency and the purity. So an example of that is vitamin E is an antioxidant. That's really good for your skin. If you've been outside or you're stressed, vitamin E is a typical one. Our super plants grown regeneratively deliver 17 times, 17 X, the amount of antioxidants to the skin that something like vitamin E does. So there's this great skin benefit. So we grow the plants this way. We take the leaves, turn them into oil that has this really special skin benefit. And that becomes the hero, the engine ingredient in our skincare. And then we wrap around them really great natural formulas that we design, whether it's a lotion or the one we're really known for is our sun care, like a sunblock. We were just recently uh, chosen by the New York Times as the best reef safe sunscreen. So my my team is having a really fun time trying to keep everything in stock because we've been getting lots of uh, orders from that. And so we then sell these products that have these unique ingredients with really good skin benefits. No one else in the world has them in there. And the benefit to people is that they can actually have better skin results. So back when I was younger and my skin was getting irritated, now it doesn't. People can get that. They can also use much healthier ingredients versus the synthetic things. And there's no trade-off. It's actually a plus to use this. But then the really interesting thing for people that care about it is the regenerative farming we use, Chase, on those farms, we're doing this to restore the soil, to increase the biodiversity, and to improve the farmer's lives. So every time someone's buying Thrive, what it's doing is it's supporting a supply chain that literally by itself, not buy one, give one, and not make money and give it back. The actual business model itself is restoring soil, bring the land back to life. And the farmers are not spraying or using herbicides, pesticides, and fertilizers. And they're much healthier. They're not having to pay for all that stuff. And they're making much more money than they were when they started. So it's a real win. And so people really love it because they try Thrive and they're like, this is great. It works great for me in the sun. It's really effective. I don't look like a ghost. And it's really good for my skin. And it's having this really good effect on the planet and farmers. Great. So it's a win-win. And so that's what we built out um, the regenerative business model in Costa Rica. So foreign country, uh, commercialize three plants, build a whole new product line, and then figure out how to sell them in the marketplace. Um, I think I added a few gray hairs. Hey there, merchant. Are you tired of trying to navigate the wild world of e-commerce on your own? Are you looking for a partner to help you achieve your goals? Look no further than the Shopify Plus agency, Electric Eye. Our team has a proven track record of helping our clients make millions with strategic design and development. Whether you're migrating from a legacy platform to Shopify, designing a new theme for your store, or just looking to optimize what you already have, Electric Eye is the perfect partner for you. Electric Eye are true Shopify experts. Not only is our Shopify knowledge unparalleled, but we have partnerships with all the best tech in the Shopify ecosystem. 
And don't worry, we're easy to get a hold of. Our clients rave about our fast communication. So here's the deal. If you're an e-commerce business doing over $1 million a year, you can receive a complimentary Shopify diagnostic from our team of experts. That's free, personalized strategic recommendations to improve your store and grow your business. To get started, head on over to electriceye.io slash connect to schedule an intro call with one of our experts. That's electriceye.io slash connect. If you don't know what that sound is, you might be listening to the wrong podcast. That is the sound of another sale on your Shopify store. That's right, folks. We finally made it. Shopify is a sponsor of today's episode of Honest E-Commerce. And I'm here today to talk about Shopify's point of sale solution. Shopify point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. This has been a huge issue for clients of our agency in the past. You need your inventory to be synced in real time and Shopify POS does just that. Connect with customers in-store and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. You can get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success at every step along the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash honest. All lowercase, go to shopify.com slash honest, H-O-N-E-S-T, to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash honest. All right. I want you to picture this. You're an e-commerce merchant juggling multiple platforms to manage your email marketing, SMS campaigns, and product reviews. It's a time-consuming and costly ordeal. But with Sendlane, those days of chaos are long gone. Sendlane brings together the power of email, SMS, and reviews all in one convenient place. So you can say goodbye to the hassle of separate tools and hello to simplified operations, increased efficiency, unified customer experience, and huge savings. And I haven't even gotten to the best part. With the all-new free Sendlane reviews, you can leverage social proof to build trust and credibility with potential customers. Let me say that again. Free product reviews. With Sendlane, you pay for email and SMS and you get reviews for free. Sendlane understands that customer feedback is essential for the success of any e-commerce business. That's why they've made it an integral part of their platform without any additional cost to you. By unifying these key components of your tech stack, Sendlane helps you save time and money all while generating more revenue. Don't let your e-commerce tech stack hold you back. Embrace the unifying force of Sendlane and take your business to new heights. Sign up today and experience the power of streamlined operations, increased efficiency, and revenue growth. Visit sendlane.com slash honest to learn more and schedule your free consultation with a Sendlane expert. That's sendlane.com slash honest. We're going to get to the how you sold them here in a second. I got two questions I wrote down. Yeah. I ha- So first, this is more less of a question, but more of something I really wanted to point out is you basically yeah. alluded to you were more looking for 
proof that your idea was a good idea and less looking for reasons not to do it. Um, have you ever read the book How to Lie with Statistics by Daryl Huff? <laughs> no, but I, I probably should have read that before I started doing this. I mean, to be honest, the, the research did help me like a few categories and so forth. But more, I think I probably got that from good advice from some advisors I found. I, I think I should have read that book, Chase, before I started all that stuff. So. Oh, it's... <laughs> I mean, it's... a. It is a book that is either a good tool or a bad tool, depending on your kind of moral compass. Uh, but it's, it's a funny one. Um, but, uh, and then the second thing was I, you know, launching a, a business that's almost like vertically integrated from the get go. Yeah. That doesn't sound cheap. So did you take funding, uh, when you launched this business? No, we bootstrapped. So for the first uh, three or four years, uh, I funded it myself. And I don't come from a lot of money. I had made a little bit of money when I was younger. Um, we had a very particular philosophy for figuring stuff out and for growing. And I'll explain that in a second. But it really wasn't until we actually went into the marketplace, we started officially selling, that I felt comfortable that... Uh, this had some legs and I could go out to friends and family and eventually to some angels and invest. But uh, the reality is, I mean, even we've been doing this now for um, like nine years and uh, we've only taken on uh, a million and a half of outside money, um, which is a lot. I mean, I feel very fortunate to be able to have done that. But um, we really wanted to grow this intentionally and to build a great business. And we were less concerned about speed and more concerned about getting the product right and getting the business model right. Um, there's some downsides to that. It definitely made it more challenging bootstrapping. But the concept that I, I want to go back to that may be useful for your your listeners is and there's nothing that is that is uh, earth shattering about what I'm going to share here. But I think it's a super useful philosophy for helping grow a business, particularly one where you're not looking to just put it on steroids and then flip it to the to the next buyer, which is something some of my friends have done. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just not how I wanted to build Thrive. So the the concept that we use for 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 growing that helped us do this on the on the cheap, as it were, is this idea of the mini piloto, which means small pilot. And I want to want you to imagine, imagine you and I are standing at our first farm in Costa Rica back in like 2013. And we know that we want to sell great skincare and have lots of people love it and use it and, you know, have it be a big deal. But here's what we have to figure out to get there standing on this farm in 2013. If we plant these plants, these super plants in the soil here, can we grow them? We didn't know if we could or not because they hadn't been commercialized. Second, the farmer whose land this is that we want to partner with and we propose to be doing this with for decades, is this someone that we can work with? Is he going to be consistent? Is he going to be there? Is he going to like us? Are we going to get along? We didn't know. Third, once we grew the plants and we worked with the farmer, once it came time to harvest them, could we harvest the plants and get the leaves and turn them into an oil or an extract successfully? And if we could do that, could that oil and extract have the skin properties that we were hoping it would have that would sort of outperform the conventional ones? And once we got those oils and we could say it outperforms conventional skincare benefits, could we take those plant oils and wrap around them really great formulas that we designed ourselves that turned it into a lotion or a shaving oil or a deodorant or the sunblock? And once we did that, could we convince a retailer to carry it and sell it to someone? And once we did that, 
would people buy it? Would they say, this is a good idea. I, I'll use this instead of 8 billion other options I got. And once they did that, would they like it enough to buy it again? Like, we didn't know any of those things. So the mini piloto is we literally started with 25 plants, two, five plants that we planted in Costa Rica, not a whole plantation, not thousands. And it was so we could figure all of this stuff out step by step by step, right? So we started really small and the emphasis has been on starting small, have a hypothesis, figure out how it's tracking versus that hypothesis and course correct as you go along. And today we've got hundreds of thousands of plants. We've got almost 250 farmers we're working with in Costa Rica. We've got hundreds of hectares that are being regenerated and turning into these amazing plant oils. We got 16 products and we're a top 1% seller on Amazon. And we're now launching into several different channels. But what we still use, and it's on our website, is one of our key values is this idea of the mini piloto. And that is to start small, have this hypothesis, don't be afraid to try things and then celebrate the learning. Ideally, everything works, but it usually doesn't. What we try to figure out each of our team members is what am I learning from this thing and how does that help me go forward faster next time? And we really celebrate that. And it's almost a race to see who can own the quote unquote mistake faster, as long as you're pairing that with the learning. And that's really helped us, I think, to grow a really interesting, beautiful business without a whole lot of outside funding is this idea of the mini piloto over and over. We use this with our Shopify site. We use it with our new product development. We use it with our uh, social strategy. It's used again and again and again. And there's nothing earth shattering, but it's a really interesting way to look at it if you're trying to grow a business without taking on tons of outside capital in the early days. That's fantastic. Let's talk about... Um that pilot test and once you had the products to sell and you were taking them in the market what was your first channel that you guys tackled was it amazon did you go direct consumer were you going retail first yeah we had a website um it was not a very good website uh this was we were actually not smart enough yet to be on shopify we were on squarespace and uh, one of my friends kept telling me to get on shopify which we eventually did and was much better uh, really, our first channel that we got some some motion in was uh, was Whole Foods. They gave us a shot. This is back before Amazon bought them, and uh, they put us in in a couple different regions. And uh, there were amazing people to work with. The problem was their business model really started to change. The economics really went south, Chase, and it became very expensive. And I started looking at the writing on the wall back in 2016, 2015, and I said, "I love being in Whole Foods. I love this is great shoppers for us, um, but." Uh, the business model is changing. People are increasingly buying online. Whole Foods is really kind of pulling back its discovery of uh, investment they were making and kind of, you know, doing demos and supporting local brands and stuff. And I still love Whole Foods, but it just was was not a place that I saw a lot of um, profitable growth. And so we doubled down uh, with Amazon and Amazon uh, made us a poster child for small business success. Literally, we were in a couple programs that uh, we helped launch their what became Launchpad. We were in the the beta class of that, like 20 brands. And um, we just zoomed up on there. We got our legs under us on Amazon. We have a good profitable business. And so today we've got a good direct consumer, but we're really investing uh, more in that now. Um, and that's on Shopify and there's, there's a lot, we've had some really good growth over the last, uh, like five or six months. <clears throat> and then we're also looking at expanding uh, more into bricks and mortar. There's several different, uh, channels, natural and beauty and so forth, but we got our start with whole foods and we got our legs, uh, with Amazon. 
Absolutely. Now, Alex, is there anything I didn't ask you about today that you think would resonate with our audience? You cover a lot of really interesting topics. I think one of the themes, Chase, that you bring up is is what was difficult um, and what did you learn from it? And you know, entrepreneurship, aside from the stories that we all loved watching of uh, uh, we crashed and um, the Theranos thing, it's you know, it's kind of it's kind of fun slash sad to watch these you know entrepreneurs go down in flames. I think for most entrepreneurs, um, what I'd say is there's never a period of challenge or struggle. There's cycles of it. And um, what you really, what I found has really helped me go through several cycles is um, one, understanding that being an entrepreneur means as much about building your company as it does growing yourself. It doesn't matter whether you're religious or secular, whether you're um, really experienced or you're not, you're going to learn a ton by building a company. And if you build into it, a lot of that is um, making you a stronger person, particularly by doing stuff and facing things that you're not as comfortable with. Um, if you really learn from those things and you embrace it, it makes you a much better leader. And so that's one thing I'd say. The second, yes, have a big vision, um, but really pay a lot of attention to the values that you use to build it. Because if you if you lead with good value, look, there's a bunch of companies. And I have friends that that uh, were there at the early days of Uber and stuff, and it was really exciting for them. But I think they all look back, and aside from the growth, there are a few people they like there, but they they speak of having left that even before things got crazy for Uber. Um, because they wanted a different culture, different soil to grow in. And I think as a leader, if you can build a really good culture and attract talent to it, um, it amplifies tremendously your original vision. Because other people who are smarter about whatever you've hired them to do, if you allow them to pour their passion in as an entrepreneur, as someone who's starting a business, and you give them good soil where they can make mistakes where they can try things, they get credit for it, and you truly aim to value them as people and develop them, they will build great things. They'll teach you a lot and you'll have a much, much better outcome than if you're trying to prescribe everything. Now, this is sometimes do as I say, not as I do. It's hard as an entrepreneur not to you know, go in and helicopter in as a founder and tell everyone what this needs to look like on your website or what to do there. But if you really pay attention to those values and building good soil, um, you'll have amazing teams that can build truly outstanding things. And I think that's where a lot of the fun comes from. So that's the last thing I'd say, Chase, that I would just add, because I've I've noticed that thread in in many of the conversations you've had about what did you learn and what are the important things about building something. And that's what I would share. Oh, thank you so much, Alex. Now, you uh, said something just then that, you know, building your own business is like the ultimate, you know, you're going to learn so much. Would you agree that like, the best MBA is starting a business? Absolutely. Yes, I would. Awesome. 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 So if I'm uh, an entrepreneur out there, but I am very interested about the products that you guys are selling, what's the best place for me to go buy and support Thrive? Yeah, the best place is on our website. It's Thrive Care. Dot co t h r i v e care uh, dot co. Um, you'll learn a lot more about the brand, and we've got some pretty good deals on there. We also have a great presence on Amazon. Um, uh, that's a place that a lot of people like to find us and buy us. 
Um, and it's also on our website. You can get in touch if, if any of your listeners have questions for me or um, something that they want to uh, propose in terms of a partnership. I'd be happy to, to read it. Awesome. Alex, thank you so much for coming on today. We can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own businesses. You can find all the links in the show notes. You can subscribe to the newsletter at honestycommerce.co to get each episode delivered right into your inbox. If you're enjoying this content, consider leaving a review on iTunes that really helps us out. Lastly, if you're a store owner looking for an amazing partner to help you get your Shopify store to the next level, reach out to Electric Eye at electriceye.io slash connect. Until next time.